0: For Erith's finest. Ooh, hello. Make way, make way. Ring the bells. Yea, verily. Ding, 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 ding. Hear ye, hear ye. If you see any yees, make sure they know to hear. For Erith's finest has come through. Bedecked in jewels and crowns and many pelts.
1: Oh, fine, shiny shoes for Eirith's most famous. It took me a minute to realise where you were going with this. I know where you were going with this. How does it feel? How does it feel? I'm going to (laughs) Erith, my hometown,
0: one of the worst places in the United (laughs) Kingdom to be. It's in a book. The first one, as far as I'm concerned, because, as has been pointed out to me, there are many editions of Worst Places in Britain books. Because many people living in shit towns want their towns in the books in fact, the most United Kingdom thing about me is how proud I am that I come from a shithole so anyway, so shit is Erith that I am its most famous person <laughs> i I found this out someone on on Twitter fighting monsters on Twitter sent this um pudding people map before anyone's it's not a pudding people map it's not a map of fat people you fucking clowns it's called the pudding and it's uh, it tells you visual stories and the story it's telling me right now is I am exactly as famous as Richard
1: Branson <laughs> <What>? <laughs> who's only two towns over so you know <laughs> who, who are you more famous than in your town who are the the runners up of famous people in your town oh well I'll tell you what right I absolutely fucking
2: Trounce Henry Wheatley, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did it, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean,
2: I've heard of you. I haven't heard of. Wheatley? No,
0: no. All he did with his life was keep the privy purse for King William the Fourth and Queen
1: Victoria. Wheat can get a fuck out of my town. I'm, 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 I was having a curious look. Like, who's the most famous person from where I grew up, which was um, Bournemouth? Christian Bale, apparently. Christian Bale. I'm going to have to work real hard to knock former Batman actor off of most famous person from my town.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't have to work that hard to be henry fucking wheatley get out of my town i don't have to work as as hard uh, as uh ronnie aldrich does yeah jazz pianist who was born in erith or philip absolent a stuckist artist
1: going a bit smaller getting to the small town that like i was actually from like that was sort of near there the most famous person from there is stephen alexander james bassist for the band blur also cheesemaker <laughs> Douglas McWhirter, 1912
0: Summer Olympic gold medalist team member.
2: Ah, (laughs) get the fuck out of my town. Okay, so the town that I was born in, it's a a rock band I've never heard of. And it's funny because I had assumed it was going to be a different rock band that a lot of you haven't heard of. Well, you might have heard. uh, In the 90s, there was a band live. They were from the town I was born in, but Mm. now it's this other band that I've never heard of who I guess are currently more popular. So, so there's that. Now the, the map, when I opened it showed Paradise Valley, which is right around where I spent much more of my formative time. And that, that had Muhammad on Ali. Which is pretty cool. My mom went on a date with Muhammad Ali once. Oh. Yeah, Phoenix, it's Muhammad Ali. All Phoenix, Paradise Valley, Scottsdale. And then you got Dirk's Bentley in Tempe. And Ice-T in Chandler. <laughs> okay.
1: I was just having to scroll around, like, the UK just looking at random famous people on that, that map that, that you're on and I stumbled upon Yuri Geller. And I'm oh. just mentioning that now because Yuri Geller's gonna come back up later. Hey, we'll get to do a callback. Yeah, this is your Chekhov's gun and we're gonna do a Reference to it later by the end of the show That's fun Why is Uri Geller on the map? Who knows The point is I'm next door neighbours with
0: Kate Bush and Mick Jagger Mm. Okay Mick Jagger, Dartford Where I was born Alright In a hospital that no longer exists Demolished Like the department of college that I went to And the place where I got my first job And many places I've gone have shut down or fallen into detritus after I've gone Which means I either damaged it or it fell apart without me <laughs> Usually what I've done is I've I've put things in a situation where it all falls on my shoulders So I've simultaneously ruined it and it fell apart because I wasn't there But Kate Bush comes from Bexley Heath where the Broadway Shopping Centre is Where I used to go shopping At the shopping centre So practically best friends with Kate Bush And the most famous person in Erith More famous than Alan Morton More famous than so many footballers Yeah There are so many footballers from Erith Better than all of them Sir William Anderson (laughs) Engineer and philanthropist Think not to mate I'm the philanthropist here Because I'm still alive I didn't die in 1898 Get out of my town (laughs) Oh, oh, what's that? What's that? Dennis Thatcher? Fucking hell. Yes, that Dennis Thatcher, husband of Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Did you head the family-owned Atlas Preservatives in Erith until 1965, did you? Get the fuck out of my town. Robert Napper, Serial killer? Get the fuck out of my town. Jim fucking Sterling? Better than serial killers. And that's not me saying it, that's fact.
1: I am glad to learn that you are higher rated than a serial killer. That is reassuring. Yep. That is reassuring. <laughs> that
0: said, that said, there is a more famous Erith hometowner than me. Yeah. This is based off Wikipedia stuff and all of that, I, I think. like, But I think in terms of more people and more influential and more, more people reached is Linda Smith, who comes from Erith, Um or came from Erith, passed away in 2006, would probably be on that map if if she was still there. There was not a TV panel show she wasn't on. Like, have I got news for you and QI and all of that. And she's the only one listed with a quote about Erith, in which she said, Irith is not twinned with any town, but does have a suicide pact with Dagenham, <laughs> which is a good joke if you know both places. Uh... Or just one of them, actually. so long as you know that one of them's shit. So anyway, that that's that's basically... That's your fact of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just wait for someone to go on Wikipedia and, you know, take me off of, off of the the page for Eerith or something, you know, just to continue
1: erasing everything. All right? uh, you know what they can't erase, though? Podquisition, the podcast we're on, it's about video games and we talk about them sometimes. We can do that. Like, we,
0: we could do that now or later. Do you want to do that later? Well... Ideally I'd never talk about video games again <laughs> I- Ideally Ideally I'd be on a rocket right now Hurtling toward the sun But we are all here
2: We are all here And since we are here
1: And we don't have a rocket that you can get into all- instead So It's a fucking way to go though right? I mean it would be a way to go
0: That is taking control Fuck you I'm I'm going on a rocket to the sun
1: <laughs> uh, So who's played a video game this week? Uh, all of us I bet at some point. I bet all of us have played at least one at some point to some description. Yep. Jim, I bet you've played some. What? Yeah. I'm looking at this topic list. It seems like you've played at least a video game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll just do one I don't talk much about to begin with, so it's not all front heavy with me, because that would be horrible. It'd be horrible if position if had me talking too much on it. That would be
1: deviation it'd be so terrible if people came to a show that that, that you published and you talked on it oh taking up all the airtime
0: now <laughs> right call of duty cold war is why am i still playing that that shows you how desperate i am to keep doing something on the playstation 5 i think i don't know why i'm trying to still give multiplayer in that another chance after years of not years of not I would just do the campaign and then do a video about it just so I could talk about why Call of Duty is really
1: not, you know, cool. Yeah. When I saw COD on this list, I assumed you were going to be like, ah, oh, we're going to talk about the single player, but no, multiplayer again? <laughs> yeah, I did the single player. It's like it always is every year. Big visual spectacle is very polished.
0: Yeah. yeah. Since
1: I don't do Ubisoft games anymore,
0: I've got to look at the other franchises where it's the same fucking thing all the time, and I've got to come up with increasingly desperate ways to say new things about it, which with Tom Clancy's ghost breakpoint recon I just got absolutely fucking leathered I'll probably do the same for Cold War that way I can just let like my id do the talking and I don't have to bother with criticism and and, and anything because why fucking should I you know coherence is overrated it's absolutely overrated Um, oh by the way I lost all of that fucking footage um, that I spoke about last week this was a real tragedy I got very upset with myself. And then I you know, found many other things to blame instead of myself. And then I felt a little bit better about it. It was on Thanksgiving Day and I was not giving thanks for that, let me tell you. Unlike a bit of turkey, what Conrad cooked and threw at my
2: window. <laughs> I did. And I mean, and that's not easy. Jim is several floors up. Yeah, it rigged some sort of turkey trebuchet. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's uh, it was uh, you know I you can find just about anything on instructables.
0: Rubber bands, tin can,
2: yeah, cram it in like spam, and then just fire it. I try and catch it in my little gullet. Yeah, your neighbors downstairs weren't happy about the first couple attempts, but uh, we got there. Well, then they tasted it. <laughs> they tasted the turkey, and they said. The kid's
0: all right. I'll tell you what, right? Most people on Earth haven't eaten food Conrad's cooked. Most people on Earth are fucking scumbag losers. Oh,
2: that's very sweet of you to say.
0: Conrad's cooking strengthens the nation. That's always been known. By royal decree. So... Yeah, I got really off the rails there. Which again, it's very uncharacteristic of this show.
1: Did that Call of Duty multiplayer get any better on a repeat visit? Uh It was
0: better when I was on the acid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because then it was like the zombies were in three D a bit. But now, now it's just oh, now, now all of the zombies look like network connection errors. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of network connection errors. Also, I haven't been able to exfil. You got to exfil from zombies two times to unlock a character, but I can't because no one wants to do it because it's an endless mode. No one wants to. Also, it just doesn't have any. Like I remember some of these zombie modes having like personalities to them. Like there was a sense of like the zombie characters had character mm-hmm. for lack of a better term for characters, and the environments like like were unique. And I remember one with all like these theme park stuff, and this is just some fucking. It's just some people with guns and like it's as dull as the campaigns have gotten. It's just someone with a gun and there are some enemies to shoot and that's it. You know, here's a shitty looking house with some snow on it. Oh, brilliant. Love it. I don't know if that's some rotation thing, if they're going to rotate some others in, but I'm already bored and it's hard to even stay interested when uh, the network keeps disconnecting. I played really fucking well last week. I had so much fucking footage. It's all
1: gone. I've got shit sober gameplay, Laura. It's You oh, could oh, always shit. recreate the situation in which the gameplay was captured. Yeah, you can't write it off on your taxes though, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I could prove it was
0: I could prove it was for content, but <laughs> I don't think they'll let me get away with that one.
1: Oh, no, you might have to have one out-of-pocket expense not covered
0: by taxes. It's the one I would most enjoy writing off, though. If I can't enjoy writing it off, what's the point? That's why I've tried to eat Boglins. That is all I've got to say about Call of
1: Duty Cold War. I'll jump in. I've got a video game I've played oh, more of in the past yeah. week that, that, Jim, I know you've also played some of this <gasps> week. I've been playing more Age of Calamity. Ooh, that's good, that game. Yeah, yeah. I made it literally like an hour before we recorded the podcast. I saw the credits roll. Oh, I'm really happy with that game. There's a bunch of stuff I still want to do. There is a bunch of gameplay still to do, and I don't know for certain, but I suspect there's at least one, if not more, additional characters still for me to unlock and i've put like i've put like 50 hours into it it really does take the hours off. yeah time goes and i don't know where it's gone yeah and i'm like
0: i played many of these warriors games of course and yeah this one in particular it was like last night i checked the clock it was like eight and i was like i had a real sleepless couple nights mm. so i was like well i'll play for a little bit then get to bed and i spent like the next little bit playing thinking just wrap up and then get to bed before nine and then the next I checked it's past ten you know banging on eleven
1: I keep finding myself doing the thing where it's like okay well I won't do the next story mission but I'll clear up all the currently available side quests and suddenly three hours is gone. There's a lot yeah there's a lot of it. It's very good at being like look your big missions you know going in that's going to be like an hours you know challenge maybe to do some of the later ones but it's like oh this is going to be like five to ten minutes that's nothing and you just kind of keep chipping away at them and don't realize how they add up which is great i have been really really enjoying playing through this yeah that 50 hours or so to see the credits roll was me being like th- fairly thorough but not obsessively so. So the way that this works is you've got the map from Breath of the Wild, and it drops all these little pinpoints for different sub missions as you go, and for most of them to go do the quest you need to have certain items that you'll get by like, you need to have killed X number of this enemy, or you need to have picked up this resource in a level, and I wasn't ever going out of my way to replay levels to get resources to go do a side quest, if I didn't have the materials for it I just skipped it, and just did every one that was available and was like oh I've done all the ones I can cool I'll keep going that was 50 hours to see the end of it it was a really good time better story and story presentation than Breath of the Wild I maintain that I really like Breath of the Wild from a mechanical standpoint I like its sort of pacing of the way that it handles its open world its consistency with the rules of how you interact with the world and how that opens up creative ways to explore that world but like From the standpoint of actually being like a good coherent story where you have some agency and you get to be a part of the cool things happening rather than just getting told about them happening. This is better. Has a better final boss, I would argue, than Breath of the Wild did. More satisfying one I very much feel like It is a very good Counterpoint to Breath of the Wild In that it's like Hey all the cool shit We hinted at That you never really got to see Go live through all of that And we're gonna make it feel cool
0: Well that's good to know Yeah I've been enjoying it greatly I've now played some of it well quite a lot of it off of a stream so I can actually concentrate Yeah. Um, so I've gotten to grips with the characters and everything and mm. really actually really like Impa now that I've got to grips with how that yeah. whole um, sigil thing works
1: yeah I didn't get Impa until I got given a later character who I won't mention because they're a bit of a surprise one but there's another character that had a similar move set in terms of trying to stack up these charges of glyphs that you can then use for things later and it was playing them that made me click, oh, that's how I meant to play Impa. Right. And I'm having a lot of fun with Impa now. Yeah, yeah. Impa's
0: just the ability to keep racking up stuff to pull off the special moves. And it's a real nice balance the way you, you fight with her. I've unlocked the one I mentioned to you that I unlocked. I still haven't unlocked oh. any more, but I unlocked the first. Basically, what I'm, I'm referring to as the first unpublicized. Character, the one that would be more spoilery to say, the first novelty character. Yeah, and I very, very, very much enjoy that character. The whole f- concept is based around one of my favourite characters from the series overall. Yeah, one of the the sort of recurring character types. So I'm I'm really enjoying that.
1: Yeah, I will say that character is a little overly large in terms of being playable in some maps. Yes.
0: It's hard to see enemies attacking sometimes because you're in front of them.
1: There's one even larger character you will get to soon. What? Yeah, even larger. Physically larger in terms of screen taken up. What the fuck? Yeah, I will say this. Both of the large characters this game has are really fun to play but like, don't ever try and play them in levels like, ah this building with lots of intricate corridors. You're not going to be able to fucking do anything. If it's a moblin or something, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna take a shit. I think you're going to be really happy with the next character you unlock.
0: I'm looking forward to it, because you you mentioned I'm gonna be... that you, you reckon I'll be really happy about a new character, and I, I think it's Ekans.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you got it in one, gym It's just a huge Ekans. I think it's finally time to apologise. It's it's Ekans, but Ekans is the size of when Jafar becomes that snake at the end of oh, Aladdin.
0: Fucking massive Jafar Ekans.
1: I'd love that. Yeah. Jafekans. Yeah, Jafekans is
0: the secret next unlockable character oh yeah the return of (laughs) jeffekens
1: but yeah i i was pleasantly surprised with how many characters there were available i don't remember off the top of my head how many there were it was a reasonably decent number it was more than i expected i might look it up now i'm I'm trying to remind myself how many there actually were it's good yeah there's like i think like 16 characters oh yeah i'm i'm
0: not even halfway then. I think there are more for me to still unlock. Yeah, like, there's no shortage of characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are... Uh, so far, it's looking like it's more than I would have expected. And was fine with, you know, given the focus of the game and, and just how much variety there is within each character. Yeah. But seeing as many as there seem to be, yeah, perfectly pleased with that. I'm not going to turn down more characters. Oh, who's across the river? It's Russell Brand
1: in Grays, Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Uh, There was a bit of news about Age of Calamity this week that I thought was interesting. I kind of wanted to get your input on, Jim. Mm -hmm. First week worldwide sales numbers for Age of Calamity. It is apparently already the best selling Warriors game ever. Yes, yes. I did see you post that in the thing, yeah. It has apparently outsold the lifetime sales of any other Warriors game. I mean, that's impressive as hell. Yeah, like, apparently saying hey, this thing is a prequel to that Zelda game everyone loves. That helps. Yeah, I mean,
0: when you consider that The Legend of Zelda is an all-encompassing franchise, didn't do that for Hyrule Warriors, but Breath of the Wild specifically. And there are some other factors, of course. Um, I mean, Hyrule Warriors has had several releases, and I don't know if we could count anything on the Wii U against anything else.
1: Well, that's the thing. It It was a Wii U game that was then a 3DS game that was then a Switch game, which gives it some weird baggage of do I need to play this? But I think it's safe to say that I can only get Yes, but I feel like positioning it
0: as something so closely tied to Breath of the Wild has only helped it. Yeah. I feel like there's been more buzz and and stuff around this one than the original, even as novel as the original was.
1: I feel like inevitably this probably is going to lead to more collaborations between Chloe Tetmo and Nintendo. I'm so there for it. If, if they ever
0: finally do that Pokemon one, if they were to ever actually bloody do it, because that was the one that they kept talking about for years before they did any of the Fire Emblem or Hyrule Warriors stuff.
1: Well, this is the thing. We've got Fire Emblem. We've had two Zelda ones now, and the Zelda one's done amazingly. I want to see Mario Warriors. I want to see Pokemon Warriors. I want to see Kirby Warriors. Just give a Super Smash Warriors and be done with it. Be done with oh, it. Oh, God. For- for yeah. God's sake, Soup, be done with it. Oh my okay, that is that is the ace up their sleeve if they ever need to get people excited again is go fuck it, Smash Warriors. Like it's even got a name. Yeah, Super Smash Warriors, fuck. It's fine, that's look at it. Print it. That is a license to print money right there. (laughs) For fuck's sake. Yeah. I've had a very good time with it. And having seen the credits roll, I'm already like, "Mm, yeah, but I want to go do this quest line. I can see what, that's probably going to be a good one. I've got stuff I want to do in that game still. Conrad
2: yeah where you been what you been up to this week just Hades still I've really' been <laughs> playing a lot of games past once we finished recording podquisition last week it was Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> so and then it was several days of not Thanksgiving and just vegetating and and so I did play a bit of Hades here and there during that time but I didn't really play anything else it was just sort of like... I got an hour I'm gonna kill, and I don't wanna think too much, so I'm gonna play that. I will say, I think I've started to come to grips with the shield, mostly because of the aspect that uh, it functions kinda like, you you throw the the thing out and just forget about it. It's a Ron Popeil shield, set it and forget it. But it's also fun because then you can call the shield back to you and it trails you, just spinning. So I like to get that, and it works really well with anything that can just do additional form of damage. I think it's best with Zeus on it. Oh. You toss that uh, shield out there, it spins, it just drops lightnings. Oh, yeah, that one's always fun. And then buff the lightnings. Well, then uh, on one run, I had that going, and I got the um, Artemis boon that fires seeking arrow every time one of your attacks hits. <laughs> So I just throw that out there and then all of a sudden this bloom of green is coming off (laughs) as it repeatedly hits enemies and multiple enemies. And um, so that was that was fun. That sounds great.
0: What I like about it is it really does register every single hit. Every hit brings one of those things out. You get a little
2: firework display. Yeah, it's beautiful and effective. And, you know, you have lightning on there and the lightning's jolted and you have the lightning effects go two times. And that really stacks up fast in terms of how much stuff is being flung at enemies. So I, I had a run playing it on stream, I think, recently where I cleared in 18 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, I think I did that with the, the gauntlets on, like, Heat 5. And I'm currently in the midst of a Heat 6 gauntlet run. So I'm getting better at I'm really enjoying the added pressure of the time limit in the Punishment Pact. Mm. I had been doing 9 minutes. A couple of times and then while streaming i accidentally set it to seven and it was still not really a problem like it could get tight if you have to do all five like i talked about last week but now i'm kind of thinking i might be all in on seven minutes because it's a good baseline to start heat from so yeah still having fun with
0: hades it's a very good game. Very good. Cool, cool. I mean, you definitely, I feel, have played it
2: more than me now. I had to move on. No, I mean, not in terms of sheer number of runs. I, I think I've only, I'm have i only on, like, run 74. Oh, okay. I have lots of stuff that I haven't unlocked yet, but, you know, you, I think, really concentrated in and played for many, 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 many hours in a, a sh- like, a few week period. Let it pack it in, yeah. Yeah, I've spread it out. I, I play one or two runs a day, usually, at most. If I play in a day at all.
1: It's very much the way I've been playing that game as well. It's been my pick-it-up when I've got, like, an hour that I want to fill and that I just want something I already know and don't have to focus on too much. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice comforting thing to return to.
2: I mean, that's how I feel about all of these roguelike games with the loop mechanic of starting from scratch and playing games, why I'm so attracted to them, because of their pick up and play nature, and I can develop skill and experience with it and get better at it, and eventually I will win, but it never feels like such an investment of my time, despite the fact that ultimately I am spending 60, 80, 100 hours playing a lot of these games.
1: Again, I think that's why I've liked going through um, Age of Calamity this last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've put like 50 hours in but I can do it in little 15 minute chunks here and there like oh I'll just play a quick mission before dinner or I'll squeeze a quick one in while this video is rendering and yeah you can just chip it in little bits here and there you don't have to commit to I'm going to sit down for hours now which you know is why I haven't played more Death Stranding yes That is definitely a game that
2: wants you to sit down and soak it in for a while. Yeah, I have clearly reached a point in that game now where it has demonstrated to me that, okay, you've got most of the mechanics of this and you're going to be doing this for a while. And it's not that I dislike what it offers, but... It feels like such an investment that I'm going to be making, even to play for a little bit. Even knowing that it's only going to take me half an hour to complete a run of some kind, and I could put it down. Its scale feels so vast. Mm. It's a lot of effort.
1: It's one of those games where it feels like if you have to stop and start during that session,
2: that it's going to break the flow of why you're enjoying it. I definitely feel that, and I also you know and as more time passes from having been playing it it's a lot of oh okay so what was all of this again and all right yep and having to remember things and and it's why i fall off of rpgs and have chronically done that for most of my Game playing life Yeah So but anyway What about you? What else have you been playing?
1: I've been playing Some little bits Of other games I've been finishing stuff off And doing a lot of like Just trying to get things Ticked off my list For, for a bit mm-hmm. So I went back And like properly Finished Bug Snacks And made sure I've, I've Done everything I want to do in that Been a proper Completionist about it mm-hmm. The ending of that game Is a little predictable But I think that Stylistically It makes the thing It's doing Have impact The way It wants it to so that's good like it it's not surprising but it's still impressive to go through i will say the end of the game mechanically does stuff that isn't the mechanics you're doing the whole game up till then Mm. i never like when a game does that when a game decides to have completely new mechanics for its finale Rather than being based in what you've done up to that point.
2: Yeah. Which
1: is like a little bit, uh, I'm not super keen on, but.
2: like I like having things mixed up. I like having a, uh, you know, a sudden change up in gameplay for, you know, a short time. Period of time. I just replayed Tonight We Riot. Yeah. And it has those, you know, chase stages and, you know, some yeah. changing up of boss fight stuff that is really different. But on the whole, the game generally feels the same throughout and it doesn't just tack that weird thing on the end.
1: That's the thing. I, I feel like that's different because it sprinkles it throughout so you know that's an expectation to have and it. Doesn't just do it at the end It feels weird when it's like This is the big climactic ending of the narrative Now throw out everything you did Before and do this thing instead But... I'm still really glad I gave it the time to play through it It was a very good use of my time I then sat and watched a 15 minute speedrun of that game Which was fascinating I went back and played some more Animal Crossing Because I have let my island get into disrepair Because there was a while where I was really really into Animal Crossing And as always happens with an Animal Crossing game I then forget about it for multiple months Surely you mean multiple years (laughs) Surely that game came out years ago (laughs) (laughs) It does feel that way huh Christ I will say I very much appreciate that none of my That no villagers will leave your town Without talking to you first So after coming back after like four months gone Several of my villagers that I very much like And went out of my way to find or like Oh I was thinking about leaving What are you thinking and I was like no stay here Thank you for checking with me Before you went So I didn't lose any of my good My good animals that live in my town There's now mushroom lamps My whole house is just full of glowing mushrooms I continue to think that game is really lovely I will forget about it for huge amounts of time And then go back to several weeks of playing it daily Mm -hmm. i have very much an ebb and flow with animal crossing but uh, to nintendo's credit they've continued to add regular content to that i came back in after a few months away and was like oh i can dive under the water and oh there's new buildings over there that they've been adding stuff regularly enough that I, I had new things to do when I came back which is nice.
0: What about you, Jim? What have you been playing? I have been playing games. Yeah. Yeah, I have played some games. Definitely. I have done Demon's Souls. Yeah. Still been doing some of that. Still been enjoying the old Demon Souls there. No bother. Is it still good? Still good. So still like a good video game? Still pretty good. <laughs> still pretty pleased with that Piece of the pie. Uh, yeah, it's good. I am, let's see, I've made good progress. I got into a, a, a swing of it where I was just really go uh, blazing through. Um, so I have done all of well two two three four round five now actually it's just the one oh, just, wow. just one four i've got to do the really fun bit <laughs> it's been good when i played this game way back in the day when it first came out yeah i can't remember if i even had a ps3 that was online at the time no i must have done no i had it online definitely because there's something about pvp that that i never really got to experience much of it so i ended up in the area where a lot of that happens and had some had a good Good laugh there That was uh Surprised at some of my survival Of that You know Held my own In my own fight In in that area And, and ruined someone else's day At one point And got invaded There, there There's actually Image Impressions video It's a wonderful little bit Where someone invades We circle each other And then just Like by a pixel I'm able to Scoot round them And then they fall right off the side. So I've been having fun there. I'm not a super, like, super into the multiplayer, like, the the PvP aspects of, of Souls games. But certainly if I'm... If I happen to be invaded while I'm playing, I'll typically enjoy giving it a go. And... I want to say half the time I, I do all right. So it's it's a fun little side thing for me. I've spent a lot of time not in soul form, in the actual physical form. And I've not been invaded all that much. So I, I, I'm i not sure if it's just I'm not in the right area or whatever, or even maybe the right level or what have you. But if I've, I've had fun enough with it while I've been, when I have been invaded. I've done some of the co-op stuff as well, but certainly in this day and age... They really do need to make better online (laughs) features for these games. The passive online stuff is still as enjoyable as ever. I love seeing the little... Not just the the death ghosts that you can look at, but the little white ghosts of players that... Are just in that area in real time I always loved that The atmosphere that brought But sitting around trying to You know, be summoned or summoned And waiting for ages And dealing with constant connection issues It's just not on This is every single game now It's not on But other than that Really, really been enjoying it Really appreciated having The opportunity to play through it again In a way where the the online is more Prevalent if not, you know, way better functionally. Plus, you know, it still look, it looks really nice, all of the remade stuff. Liking it. Really like it. Nice. Plus, i still got to say, it is the first game with a character creator where I'm 100% happy with the character I made. Because this was both the first one with, you know, this big non-locked set of options that I played after my coming out. So I was able to really sort of get into that. And I've, after all of these character creations that I could never really get into, I was... Genuinely thrilled with their Yay So I'm, I'm doubly pleased with my demon souls
1: Nice Other stuff this week I've been plodding along with more Pokemon I'm still chipping away at trying to get all of them shiny Pokemon In that way that I'm just sort of eternally doing So Pokemon Sword and Shield The 400 and something Pokemon species that are in that There's only 20 left I, I don't have as shiny ones Oh I'm really fucking close. Apparently I'm like 95% of the way there. So I'm, I'm close enough now that it's become like, well, th- then I'll have Gen 1 and Gen 8 and then I can sort of work into the middle. Of like all Pokemon ever made, I have like 75% of them in shiny form. I'm continuing to just plug away at that little by little. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when that's gone because that has been the outlet for Obsession Brain for a good couple of years now. Has just been just, just, I'll just get whatever. Every now and then, just a little bit here and there. Then you move on
0: to the the Lunar Temtem. Oh, God, is, is that when I get back into Temtem? Yeah, because <laughs> I saw that on the PS5 store, and I couldn't quite remember if that was the thing we, we'd been talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I have since forgotten entirely about and not gone to see if any progress has been made or... Or anything
1: uh, Are you on about the one with the, the dancing vegetable dance battle one? Yeah That's not Temtem And that's Ooblets Oh, damn it Ooblets
0: Yeah, Ooblets is... Actually, I forgot to go back to that I was really enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, <laughs> I'm going to do a search Ooblets, how's it going? Yeah, how's it going, Ooblets? Um, no, Temtem was the one that had the, 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 the pig it was that Pokemon oh. MMO type deal, and it had the yeah. the Luna characters, and it had a pig, and we were already happy about the pig, and it's it's lot in life. Yeah, it's a good pig.
1: It seems like more content has been added to Ooblets as it has gone on. There is more Ooblets content. Yeah, I Ooblets. don't know how much more Ooblets content, but they have added more content. They added some sort of spooky. ooh it's dark and spooky over here.
0: Oh, oh god, I would have loved to have played that. It would have terrified the shit out of me for Halloween. <laughs>
1: The only other thing I've started playing, and I've, I've not played a huge amount of it, but I want to make time for it this week, is I started playing Ghost Runner. To sum it up, it's basically Mirror's Edge. If you put it in, like, one of those dark techno cyberpunk settings and you had a sword. So it's one of those games that's very much, like, free-running based. Don't ever stop moving. Just sort of keep moving across the environment. Lots of wall running. Sort of do a tuck and roll as you land sort of thing. First person. Mm-hmm. The difference being... You have a sword. Any enemy that, that gets a chance to kill you, you get hit by them basically once and you're dead, once or twice and you're dead. You can kill enemies with your sword without even breaking your stride. And very much of the point of the game is just, don't stop moving, slice anything you get close enough to, and keep running. And it plays really nicely. It is the first game of this kind since probably mirror's edge that has really nailed the feeling of momentum Mm -hmm. in a way that i'm happy with it's got some little things that that are distinct in your move set like notably very early on you get a grappling hook that you can use to sort of swing across sections of areas there are very clear glowing points that are like you can swing off that if you want but it really captures that sense of i can see exactly what i have to deal with there's frequent checkpoints I will work out the route through this where I can kill everyone that I need to and not stop moving and hit the other side. Nice and quick to reload should you need to, which has kept me like, I've never felt too frustrated by any particular encounter. Just by the nature of how it's set up, it feels a little more like you're going through levels than Mirror's Edge did. It feels a little less of a here is one big World, you're slowly moving through, but yeah, I'm having fun with it. I want to make more time for it. It is a fun game that I played enough of to go, this seems really cool, and haven't had enough time to go back to yet. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyone played anything else? Should we move on to newsy bits? I played something else. Yes, it's worth bringing up. What'd you, what'd you play?
0: I played Worms Rumble. You remember Worms? I remember Worms. I love me some Worms. Yeah, they rumble now. Are they rumbling? Yeah. Yeah? Can you guess? Take take a wild stab in the fucking dark as to what type of Game
2: Worms Rumble is. Is it a battle royale? Ah. Oh, you got it, comrade. Ah. Yeah. That explains both why I hadn't heard of it and why I'm not interested. <laughs> it's a wise little boy. Who solved the Sphinx's riddle?
1: My initial guess was like, is it a game that has rumble features? As if that was going to be a particularly like novel selling point.
2: No, <laughs> no. Well, no, Worms
1: no. Rumble, we got rumble support for this one. Conrad
0: solved the riddle of the forest, which <laughs> the answer to which is Worms Rumble is a sort of a battle royale sort of. To be honest, I've, I've had a lot more fun doing the just the regular deathmatch type because the moment... A game like that becomes all about elimination, it's brief and shit in my experience yeah. so far. But basically it's so it's worms, but it's not turn based, so it's real-time. Side scrolling still mm. with all of the usual weapons. So it's so it's basically like a a, a big mass player. I think it's like it might be thirty-two players, maybe more?
2: I think 32 it's like a massively multiplayer platformer with all of the traditional worms mechanics built in
0: sort of yeah yeah
2: it's it's
0: yeah it's just a big shooter more or less huh. it's a big side-scrolling shooter with lots of players um, it's it's all right you know it's not brilliant yeah that doesn't it's, sound hideous no no you know it's got you'll spawn with like a the baseball bat for like basic melee and like a gun usually like a shotgun or something um the shotgun itself is, is pretty useful there's a lot of bouncing and rolling around and and shooting at, at each other it always has been um, and then they've got all the other stuff you know the the holy hand grenades in there the sheep launcher the the banana bombs and, and rocket launchers and plasma guns and all of that and they all behave you know differently based on on their strategy counterparts and and it's fine it's not terrible it's 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 not brilliant but it's i'm not having a bad time i did accidentally spend money on it here's the problem this is the third time this new generation i've managed to get some buyer's remorse going right play has no limits folks so first time was i go on the playstation store and it didn't look all that clear to me that certain games for sale there were not out yet. So I think I mentioned this at the time. I accidentally pre-ordered Deathloop by months. I was like, I didn't know that was a launch title. Cool. And then, <laughs> yeah, there was a reason why I hadn't heard that it was a launch title before then. Uh, so I've got that waiting for months. Second bit of buyer's remorse, obviously it was the Demon Souls Deluxe Edition.
2: Sure. Obviously. Sure, obviously.
0: Third was I'd just been streaming Hyrule Warriors for a while and did that you know when you like go from like a nintendo system or a hideo kojima game to like a ps4 ps5 you know xbox game and the buttons for confirming and cancelling are reversed (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'm distracted on the phone while also trying to get off of this screen i accidentally tapped on trying to get out of it for these fucking costumes, for this fucking Worms Battle Royale game, and then I fucking buy it. So if you see someone dressed up like a wizard, even though they don't really give a shit about wizards, it's because someone's trying to get their money's worth. Which didn't even work, because in the base game there's a hockey mask. You think I'm going to be wearing a fucking wizard beard with that around? No. Waste of money. I painted all my guns with the stupid comic book skin. I get fucking something out of it. It's fine. It's an okay game. It's fine.
2: Yeah, uh, you know what, if it were... I mean, it's not even the sort of thing that can be free to play. Well, on PlayStation Plus, it's free.
0: It's the Fall Guys
2: thing. Yeah. It won't
0: be as successful as Fall Guys, I tell you that fucking much.
2: (laughs) Is it PS5 only, or...? Uh, I think it's on pretty much everything, I think. But for that promotion, because I'll I'll go... Downloaded on the PS4, if oh, right. I don't have to pay for it. But
0: I think it might be PS4 as well, actually. I'll
2: have to check that. I think that like it out, was though. one of them
0: ones where I had the option when I was buying, like which version to download. Mm-hmm. There are men in the village of erith that nobody seeth or heareth. And there looms on the marge of the river a barge that nobody roweth or steereth. That's a poem about Erith from William Cosmo Monkhouse, so...
2: But you are more famous than they are. Uh,
0: probably. I I don't know. Where where was William Cosmo Monkhouse born? I don't know. I don't know. How many Twitter (laughs) followers has he got? (laughs) Was was Twitter around in 1840? Uh, so we got some newsy bits this week. That's really... That was a silly question. He was born in 1840. He wouldn't be able to use it.
1: Ah, So, newsy bits, I don't know how much either of you know about Yuri Geller and the fact that he stopped a Pokemon card being sold for 20 years. I thought you
0: were about to say something like Yuri Geller and the Phantom Hourglass, like, like he had some like <laughs> wonderful puzzle game or, or platformer or something that we're all about to enjoy.
1: Ah, uh, unfortunately not. I, I, I assume you're both at least passingly aware of this this old
0: story? I vaguely recall something. I mean, I vaguely recall many stories about Yuri Geller being involved in something weird
1: yeah. yeah so the the short version is there's a magician
2: illusionisty person called yuri Geller. there is a con artist and performer <laughs> named yuri geller
1: here's the thing you you probably know yuri geller better than i do because i only really know him from his involvement in this do you want to explain yuri geller
2: before i get into this he used to be on tv all the time when i was a kid yeah yuri geller is a mentalist <laughs> (laughs) who would perform feats of psychokinesis. Basically, he bended spoons. That was, yes, that
0: was the gimmick. The whole cliche about bending spoons was something he popularized. Like, yeah,
2: he was world famous. Exactly. Uh, You know, he... He made an appearance on The Tonight Show in 1973, which was actually pretty disastrous from one perspective, in that uh, James Randi, who was one of these people who outs magicians and, you know, mediums and things like that, people who are trying to take advantage of people with these sorts of techniques. Uh, I had been aware of Geller and trying to undermine them for a while and actually worked with The Tonight Show staff because Johnny Carson had been a magician as well and skeptical of them, And so they actually sort of forced yuri to perform with props that they had provided and cleared and yuri couldn't do it
0: and hats off to carson by the way right coming up as a magician and then pulling the ladder up well now to be
2: fair (laughs) to be fair carson was honest about being a magician like and magicians hate it yeah when people use those sorts of tools and techniques To take advantage of people.
1: I was unaware this was a thing with Geller. So was this, he was claiming to have actual magical powers. Is that the situation?
2: Oh, yeah. He was claiming to have supernatural powers well up until the mid-2000s.
1: I'd always just assumed that this was his illusion act that was very clear, like, oh, how am I doing it?
0: They'd have him on morning shows and stuff, like morning chat mm-hmm. shows and all of this, and he'd be like, yeah, look at me bend a spoon, I can do this with my mind. And then, like, uh, fully cracking on that he was like an actual
2: psychic. Okay. I was reading, actually, because I was reading up uh, and catching up on my Yuri Geller facts before <laughs> coming on, because I knew we were going to have to talk about it, and I, I knew I would have to know my Yuri Geller. <laughs> (laughs) If you come for Yuri, you come correct. Well, yes, because he's... Dude's incredibly litigious. Mm. As we're about to get to. (laughs) I I will say this. Looks great. Holy crap. Dude looks great. Does not look his age, huh? No, does not look his age. He does
1: not look old enough to have been performing on TV in the late 70s.
2: No. Well, that's
0: the thing. It's the... The great irony is he was lying about the mundane spoon bending, but the whole soul bonding thing, he had that down. Like he already had
2: the phylactery picked out and everything. But even even a year ago, in an interview on television, you know, and, and for a while he he has been, he continues to be asked, do you have supernatural powers? And in the last recent years, he's been saying, no, I, I, I don't. And in this one interview, he says, no, I don't have supernatural powers, then looks at the camera and winks. And it's like, fuck you, Yuri Geller. Mm. Fuck you. Why do you keep pulling this shit? Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons. To not like Yuri Geller. Yeah. Here's a story, Laura.
1: Yeah, this is the reason that, like, I've been aware of Yuri Geller most of my life. So, um, of all the original generation Pokemon, there is one Pokemon that has never been released as merchandise or as Pokemon cards for 20 years. Oh, I remember this now. Yeah, so the short version is there is a Pokemon called Kadabra. It is the middle age stage evolution between Abra and Alakazam, which starts off as this little, like, thing with little cat ears and ends up with having a spoon in each hand and a big beard. But Yuri Geller... 20 years ago tried to sue Nintendo and the Pokemon company for $80 million for infringing on his personal identity. Basically, Kadabra's Japanese name is, I'm going to pronounce this probably very badly, Yungera, which is a pun on the Japanese pronunciation of Yurigala. All three Pokemon in this trio have names that are puns about famous magicians, psychics. Edgar Case, Yuri Geller and Harry Houdini are the three, like, clearly the pun names for the stages of this psychic Pokemon. But the thing was, the name is a pun on Yuri Geller and the Pokemon holds a spoon that it psychically bends. And Yuri Geller basically went, nope, if you're not going to pay me $80 million, I'm going to sue you if you ever release any kind of merchandise Involving this
0: Pokemon, I genuinely like. I've seen many of these fucked up lawsuits and stuff, but I genuinely still can't believe Nintendo capitulated on that. Like how they've made any concession in the way they have.
1: But that's the thing. Pokemon was still a relatively new thing. Like he jumped on this as Pokemon was like just starting just to just released in English language. It was starting to have its thing. Yes,
2: I think that that actually uh, in a lot of ways. And this is just me theorizing. I have no particular special yeah. insight into Yuri Geller's motivations or anything of that. But based on things that he has said about it, I do think that that does sort of partially relate. It's that it's growing popularity in English speaking areas coincides with a bit of the last dying gasps of the satanic panic. Mm. Pokemon, at least here in the United States, was really demonized by evangelical um, far-right groups. And you can hear it in the response that Geller has to this at the time, saying that they've transformed him into a demonic monster. And when you are a person who traffics in a lot of, I'm going to be delicate and say, fringe ideas, Hmm. You're feeding from a lot of the same troughs. You're speaking to a lot of the same audiences. Because if you're open-minded enough to accept certain ideas, you might be open-minded enough to accept My ideas
1: Yeah And like here's here's the thing Like Jim you were saying The the idea of Nintendo capitulating to this Is surprising I
0: know it's it's just something I'd never be able to believe That Yuri was able to pull it off Like you can't sell merchandise Of this
1: one with a spoon Because I It's just you know the greatest trick yuri geller ever pulled <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it from the outside my my best guess is that nintendo probably was going fuck we can't afford to risk getting into a lawsuit on this property that we need yeah it's charting to be the biggest thing in the world just fucking okay we won't touch that one pokemon let's keep going also dude has them dead to rights
0: well i mean really like it's not it's not a likeness it's a
2: It's easily parody. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But if you are a huge corporation, you have to ask yourself, what's the bigger threat? Creating a legal precedent that could create either direction could be both good or bad in massive proportion. Or you continue with the stable decision, back off and make your money yeah. I guess the other thing that would have made it an easier decision is the fact that it's,
0: what was it, Kadabra? Or, like, it was uh, Kedavra, the middle yeah. stage of a not that well-known, like, beloved Pokemon. If it was Pikachu, then maybe.
1: But here's the thing, is what it has meant is that um, Alakazam has for a long time been one of, like, the most well-loved psychic-type Pokemon in the games. It is the one that got, like, it's the only psychic Pokemon in the initial batch that got, like, a mega revolution. Yeah. In the games, Alakazam is a big fucking deal. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm just saying from the perspective of when this is kicking off yeah. and everything merchandise-wise, is so focused on a handful. I could see that being an easier decision than if they were like, right, if you sell that Bulbasaur with a spoon in its mouth, you're toast. They'd probably put up a bit more of a fight for one of the flagships
1: yeah but like it's been weird in that like the cartoon hasn't used cadabra in 20 years it has been like a big thing the first episodes
0: of pokemon anime i ever watched was that one yeah with him in it yeah with the one with the Kadabra in it yeah the psychic is it it's the psychic gym episode right yeah sabrina's gym yeah that's the one it's it was the first time i'd like i'd heard of pokemon but i'd never really played the games I watched that anime, obviously found James from Team Rocket brilliant, started watching it a bit more, then got a Game Boy off my friend at school for £10, and um, got Pokemon Red, my brother got Blue, and then we uh, went through it
1: from from there. The reason I bring Yuri Geller up... Oh, yeah, there's an actual story here, there is like an <laughs> actual story we've been leading to, which is, out of the blue this week, he tweeted, I was gonna call it an apology, it kind of is, but, like, in a way that, like, he refuses to let go that he did anything wrong. I'm truly sorry for what I did 20 years ago. Kids and grown-ups... I am releasing the ban. It's all up to Nintendo to bring my Kadabra Pokemon card back. Oh, there's the play. There's the fucking play. He is not letting go of ownership. He's going, nope, that card is mine. But, you know, I'm being gracious enough to let you use it. It will probably be one of the rarest cards now. Yuri, it's already one of the rarest cards because you wouldn't let them fucking make some. Like, I mean, this is... (laughs) The consummate grifter,
0: right to this very day. Yeah. After all that time sitting on it, now's the time to get Yuri's name back out there. Yep. Now it's time to become the face of this one Pokemon
1: card. It really seems like he's making a play so that, like, if Nintendo does bring Kadabra back, that he'll go, ah, you can all thank me. I got them to bring it back. It really seems like he's trying to make himself the hero of this situation. I mean, it's... Look at it, the way he is right now career-wise, like, <sighs> And I don't mean that as a slight.
0: I mean, like, it's probably a good idea for him to do something that costs him nothing that he can then take credit for and, and start going around officially telling everyone that he is a Pokemon. Like, it's a it's good marketing in a way
2: for today's youths. From the perspective of being a, is in my opinion a piece of human trash, this is a very good move. This is the right move. It, it was the right move at any point. Now, I mean, making hay out of it and trying to make yourself out to be the hero is kinda scuzzy.
0: Oh no, I mean it's 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 a grotesque. Yuri
2: gonna Yuri. It's
0: an impressive grotesque Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'll note this Yuri didn't just do that one tweet and go, yep, yeah, we're done. He's been trying to milk it for a couple of days now. Mm-hmm. Of course he has this is the moment you said my
0: cut, I was like, oh yeah. we all know where Yuri's taking this. Taking it to as close to the bank as he can get. And I'm interested to see how far that is
1: by releasing one Pokemon card. Yeah. So he's re- then put another tweet out With a video attached I never realised how powerful and important It was for me to lift the ban on Kadabra, ah. especially for all the Kids around the world
0: What a little turd, Yuri Geller Friend to children everywhere, that's his new plight I rescued Pokemon For a new generation, Yuri Geller, you monster The only puppet monster here Is you, Yuri
2: oh. I wish I weren't so fucking impressed By it, right, that's the problem you know what's the thing? He
1: clearly doesn't actually dislike Kadabra as a Pokemon being based on him. Because in the video attached to that tweet, he opens up a suitcase in which he owns a suitcase full of Kadabra memorabilia, including well, Pokemon cards. Of course he does. Of course he does. He
2: has Kadabra Pokemon cards. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm-I'm not a psychiatrist, but Moving on. Um <laughs> Yes, he'd, I'd have that for evidence yeah. if I were going to be ready to bring suit. I'd, I'd have in my possession every single example I could get my hands on. I
1: don't know, the, the the way you watch him taking this stuff out the suitcase, it seems like he's fucking like, these are my treasured possessions.
2: Yes, because they're valuable
1: as fuck now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird seeing this thing that he allegedly hated happened. That he's just like, let me open up my suitcase of pristine memorabilia. He opportunistically hated. Hated it. I'm checking this shit out right now. Wow.
0: He hasn't opened this case since he and I quote Put the ban on
2: Pokemon. Yep. He's so powerful. Yeah. That here's 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 the nightmare, Jim. That man is 73 years old. <gasps> he's throwing these <laughs> He's throwing these action figures down like Like, they're
1: photos of a
0: cheating spouse.
1: He's like, look at these! Look at these! Look at what you've done! The fact he's willing to pull them out the bag. Like, I don't think he's got these here to be like, these are financially valuable. He's just like, look at all my cool shit! No!
2: This is evidence! This is proof of my claim that I am this image.
1: (sighs) Uh... So yeah, Yuri Geller's trying to get himself goodwill by undoing the weird thing he did 20 years ago. Also, have you noticed in the background of that, he's got a car
2: entirely covered in spoons? I mean, again, I, I, the dumb thing he did or weird thing he did 20 years ago, it makes Yuri Geller sense then? Yeah. As much as this decision makes Yuri Geller sense now.
0: Bless you all and Pokemon, Yuri Geller Cadabra is free, finally. That's his last triumphant message. What a hero. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is
1: free from me What a fucking hero I have freed him I took Kadabra out of the basement where I've had him locked up for 20 years Celebrate, I have freed him I mean, (laughs) there's something to be said For for people who lift their own (laughs) oppressive decision making And then expect praise for it (sighs) At this point, I don't want the Pokemon company to start making Kadabra cards again I want them to just fucking ignore that he's done this and go No, fuck you
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, they they haven't needed the spoon in 20 years. Why do they need it now? Yeah, why do we need it now? Yeah, it's fine. You're fine.
1: See so, yeah. The only other thing I was going to throw in the newsy list, because it's just a thing I've seen going around a bit, and I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a thing, probably. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. One second,
0: one second. Sorry. Yeah. Yuri Geller's just tweeted again, and... He wants how much for those PS5s? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you.
2: <laughs> Fuck, you. <laughs> Fuck Yuri. Soft. Oh, I'm sorry. This was the other thing that I I did want to bring up. Just to give an example of Yuri Geller, and this is from their Wikipedia page. By the mid-1980s, Geller was described as, quote, a millionaire several times over and claimed to be performing mineral dowsing services for mining groups. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: Yes, sure. I will not hear a bad word said. Against the liberator of Kadabra. <clears throat> against a man who saw an injustice and thought, I'm gonna stop it in a minute. How dare you besmirch <laughs> that noble soul. Yuri Fungana.
1: Yeah. The uh, last thing I wanted to bring up, just because any excuse to remind people that David Cage is an arsehole is a good excuse to remind people mm-hmm. that David Cage is an arsehole. Wonderful actor, star of Juno, Elliot Page has come out as non binary. Congratulations for them Very nice you love to see it Big congrats Absolutely Love his work I'm very excited for him But This is a great opportunity For us to bring up How shit David Cage is again So You may remember from uh, When was this Back in early 2018 There was a Big report out of France That Quantic Dream, David Cage's studio uh, Might not be a great place for people to work Yeah, the, the Quantic Dream is a, certainly at
0: the time of the reporting Is noted for being a toxic shit heap to work at For like, quite a few people
1: Yeah, the, the reporting covered um, such accusations as uh, Staff being overworked Deliberate overlooking of racist and sexist jokes There was a, a thread of 600 crude Often homophobic photoshops And other inappropriate behaviour Going on at the company There was some Nazi stuff Thrown in there Because of course there is Of course Yeah So Le Monde newspaper At the time Spoke to David Cage And he denied accusations That it was a rugby locker room Scenario Hmm I'm gonna read from this Destructoid post about the events Perhaps most damning Is two employees Recounted an incident Where Cage was viewing Security camera footage Of burglary And he turned to an employee Of Tunisian descent And inquired If he was related to to them.
2: Oh, yikes.
1: So there was a lot of accusations of homophobia and anti-black racism. And Cage was asked about these. And this is how we we bring it back to Elliot Page. You want to talk about homophobia? I work with Elliot Page Who fights for LGBT rights I remember this fucking quote Yeah You want to talk about racism I work with Jesse Williams Who fights for civil rights in the USA Judge me by my work See, just a reminder that David Cage will pull out I can't be homophobic Look at my LGBT friend that I hired once Two points on it as well
0: He wants to say judge me by my work We could judge him by the fact that Elliot Page did not consent to um, A full nude character model Being made. Yes. um, And was not happy
1: to find out that that had happened without consent. Oh, indeed, which is all the more uncomfortable given the situation now. That's, yeah, yeah, that is not great that that's a thing that
0: happens. Secondly, and this is just on a more sort of smarmy note, right? He made that quote after I did that gymquisition years ago where the running joke was David Cage saying, I've met Elliot Page. Yeah. And he literally used that excuse. To justify him and his studio's bullshit.
1: Yes. So just a reminder, Elliot Page does not stand favorably in memory of having worked with David Cage. And David Cage is like, I don't care. I'm going to hold you up as my LGBT friend. Yeah, I mean, even if Quantic
0: Dream had not soured that professional relationship using Elliot Page and and his association as as a shield as like just just using people as resources and deflections it's like that's scumbag behavior yeah. and that already marks you out as someone who's not to be trusted, right there.
1: One of the reasons I bring this up is there is this little bit in my brain that goes, at some point, David Cage is going to fuck something else up and go, I'm not a transphobe, I've worked with Elliot Page. Like, I can see that happening someday. And I'm just like, just, just, he's done this before, keep an eye on. If he
0: ever goes there. Yeah. Oh, people will not have seen me go off on David Cage. (laughs) In a way, I will. If if he ever... I mean, I am I I all I am already livid at him already pulling what he pulled. Yeah. Especially in defence of the shit that Quantic Dream stands accused of. Which, to my knowledge, I don't believe we've ever got a resolution on that. But then, when do we ever?
1: No, not really. We got a Quantic Dream statement where they were like, no, 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 did, didn't happen. Yeah. No.
0: And their name was absent during this year's round of, of discussions because it happened... The allegations came out a few years ago and, and they weren't brought up again. But, Yeah. It's not a defense. If, if, if your defense of, we don't have a toxic work environment, here are some queer people we know. Especially in the way he said it as well, you want to talk to me about this? As if he's an expert because he's worked with Elliot Page.
1: Just, just reminder that Quantic Dream were never held to accountable for that. And that was his defense at the time. So Quantic Dream are shit. Don't support them. Holds himself
0: up as some sort of visionary. Yeah. And he is so demonstrably, constantly. On anything of any substance Oh, he knows what films look like And can ape that But he can't tell you anything About the meat of them
1: Yeah, that's this week done Yeah
2: (laughs) Sorry we didn't end it anywhere lighter It's Christmas soon We'll have time to play video games You know a monument appeared In in, in, like the American In like Utah Yeah And then it disappeared and now there's talk of another monument somewhere else. And and here's, right, hear me out. Hear me out, okay? Yep. <laughs> I swear to God, if I find out that this is some kind of Fucking marketing stunt
1: Oh 100% It's an ARG That's gonna lead us To Halo Infinite Or some shit Yeah The first
0: I heard I knew something Was going on And I saw Fortnite's name Associated with it Because they'd already Done that thing They've done Where they dropped A big burger head Somewhere or something I didn't know anything About what the monument was I just knew something Mysterious was happening In the country And it was probably Some fucking marketing thing (laughs) Should we wrap Should we wrap up here For this week tell you what right We can do that Yeah, Yeah We can do that Oh shit Sorry, I, I, I put my killer crab alien toy down. And, and one of the chest bursters fired out of its chest and hit
1: my metal drinking cup. <laughs> Made a real nice little spittoon noise. I mean, you know, earlier when you were doing your hear ye, hear ye, that would have been a perfect oh. bell sound. Oh, it's too late now. We brought it full circle. The podcast started and ended.
0: We book ended well this week. We did. Well,. Speaking of bookends, I have in my possession a very good book, and I hope it doesn't end, even though it is about rear ends. It's called (laughs) Things I Learned About Mario's Bar, Mm -hmm. and it's written by Laura Kate Dale. Who happens to be a guest on this podcast. Um, And I say guest, I mean host on this podcast.
1: Oh, I'm I'm so glad I've guested on the last
0: 300. I was saying, thinking, I'm doing such a good lead up here. I'm making, I'm making (laughs) Laura sound like dynamite. Now I'm going to call her a guest. (laughs) That doesn't work.
1: I apologise I tell you what Laura Why don't you Just tell me
0: Why don't you Do a, good, a better job Than me And actually Tell people Why you're a big deal
1: You can find me At Laura K Buzz In all the places Twitter Twitch YouTube Patreon That's the one That pays the bills Every Friday On YouTube I upload episodes Of Access Ability Which is a show All about accessibility And representation In the games industry This week We've got an episode Going up All about The different groups Of people Who benefit From subtitles And the different Types of subtitles That benefit Those different groups uh, So you should. Check that out. I stream on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 pm UK, 5 pm Eastern, 2 pm Pacific. Books Uncomfortable Labels is out now. It's about being trans and on the autism spectrum and you can get that where books are sold or as an audiobook on LauraKBuzzStore.com There's Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a silly and serious illustrated coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. Officially it comes out on February 4th, 2021, but if you supported it on Unbound when we were crowdfunding it a couple of years ago, your copy should be shipping out early next week,
2: I think. I received an email During recording Let's see Gmail says 25 minutes ago Telling me to confirm My address For shipment
1: Yeah I finished signing And doing the doodled Like butt doodle copies This weekend There's a bunch of copies That I drew little pictures Of butts dressed as Like Mario characters in Uh, I finished doing them Over the weekend They've all gone back To the warehouse I think it's the start Of next week They're all shipping out So you should have them About two months Before public release So thank you Everyone who supported that I can't wait for it to get into people's hands. Other than that, there is Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cis people's just positive gender affirming stories. It is coming out on June 10th, 2021. I've just finished up editing on the book. We are getting like the final text of it ready to go. So that's all coming together. I've seen the, the front and back cover design and how it's all gonna look, I'm very excited. And then there's podcasts. Pixel Square, it's about video game porn. You should go check that out, I do that with Mari and Stacy from Geek Remix. There is Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is a podcast where I talk about things that aren't video games. You can hear me there talk about the Animaniacs reboot and Battlestar Galactica, which are things I've been consuming recently. There is Dice Funk as well, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each season is its own little self-contained story. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 with...
2: Conrad. Hey, that's right. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Conrad Zimmerman. You can help support my weird internet life and so forth on Patreon at patreon.com slash fistshark at oh, Owen. And, and uh, you could uh, uh, watch me on Twitch a lot Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, leading right up to Laura. So, you know, it's always uh, a, at least a guarantee that something good will be coming at the end. <laughs> but that's at twitch.tv thatconradzimmerman. And other than that, I make anti-capitalist propaganda buttons that you could buy and wear at pinfultruth.com. I'm told they make good gifts, I, I assume. That might be true to someone. And you can buy audiobooks uh, and hear me read books to you at ConradReads.com. Other than that, think, Jim, you have a Patreon too, don't you? You bet you fucking ass I do.
0: Yeah. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. And that's where you can go there for money. And do Twitch streaming here and there on, on Twitch TV slash Jim Sterling. Uh, and that's about, that's about it, really. You know. Some other stuff, but you can just find it yourself. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a fucking library, bibliotech. So, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.